2: Hello and welcome back to the Artie Friends podcast. This is Allison and this is Kara. Today we will be joined by a guest, Terry Cumming. She is a holistic interior designer and we are going to go into the element of environmental wellness, but we know that that's a very broad topic because it's also about your connection to nature, how you feel in your neighborhood and the world at large. But we were able to connect with Terry and we felt like, well, at least
3: she knows a lot about how to create a healthy home. So that's what we're going to go into today. Yeah. And like Allison said, the definition of environmental wellness is having good health with occupying pleasant, stimulating environments that support your well-being. So like you said, I feel like focusing on the home, because a lot of us spend a third of our lives in our homes. If that's a good, pleasant space, then I feel like that's a great start. So yeah, we will get into our interview with her very shortly. But of course, we're going to catch up and do our Peaks of the Week. So Allison, how are you feeling? Oh,
2: guys, I'm not well today. If you couldn't tell by my <laughs> tough intro, there. <laughs> I am uh, I had the best weekend with 1404's grand opening weekend. Like it was so fun, so rewarding. I got to see so many people and sales were great and everything went amazing, but I definitely worked myself way too hard and then still had so much to do on Monday. So the flu just came and smacked me yesterday. I don't know. I woke up and I felt so bad because it was "Mm -hmm, Miss Queen Kara's birthday yesterday. (laughs) And I'm like, literally can barely open my eye and I'm like puking into a bucket next to my bed. And I'm like trying not, because we had like some things to do. And I was like, I'm not going to tell her that I'm like unwell. She does not need to deal with that. But I'm I'm also trying to keep the vibes <laughs> up for the birthday. Oh my god, you literally could have told me that no. you were dying. Mm-mm. No, no, got to
3: keep the birthday <laughs> vibes up. Okay, speaking of birthday though, how was it? Oh my god, that's so funny. Um. Well, I hope you feel better. I know you said I, we were just talking before we got on. Everyone is catching this stomach bug, so hopefully, if you're listening, you're doing well as well. Because I saw so many people on TikTok saying that this bug is going around. Support so Allison, just yeah. was a victim. <laughs> um, so I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better today. But yeah, my birthday was yesterday, March seventh. It was good. I mean, as good as a Tuesday birthday when all of your friends and family work can be. So yeah, just went to hot yoga. I really wanted. To start out the day with yoga because in 2021 we were when we were in Costa Rica for my birthday. I started out my day with yoga, and I'm like, maybe I can make this a thing because it was so nice, so pleasant. Um, so we did that, and then I did I don't know just a little bit of work during the day, and then my parents delivered me crumble cookies. I guess you can get deliveries. So that's really nice. So this man brought me some crumble cookies for my parents, which is so sweet. Connor came home, got me flowers had tons of birthday wishes and we went to a birthday dinner and that's about it. That was my day. Oh my gosh. We have to talk about crumble for a second. Also what what date was it?
2: Maybe Friday or Saturday after the store was open all day. Clay and I went and got crumble too. And I have to know your favorite flavor.
3: Oh my god. I, it was so good. My favorite flavor was the blueberry one. Did you have that one? No. I feel like I'm so
2: boring. Like the chocolate chip one is so fucking good. And I know it's the repeat one, but I usually. I usually always get one chocolate chip, and then I'll try one fun rotating one because Clay and I will get the six-pack box, so he'll get four. Uh-huh. And Clay will only get four rotating. Like, he's so okay. adventurous with it. Okay. But I did really like the—it was like chocolate peanut butter brownie fudge or something like that. Ooh. Wow, nice. that
3: sounds so good. Yeah. Yeah. I had blueberry, double chocolate chips, like chocolate with chocolate chips, the chocolate chip regular one, and then a sugar cookie with pink And so I tried the sugar cookie one first. I was like, wow, this is such a good cookie. It tasted like the Eileen's cookies in Omaha, Mm -hmm. which are so good. And then had chocolate chip and they just like kept getting better and better. And I really thought I'm the same. Like I love a good chocolate chip cookie. That's probably my favorite type of cookie. And I was just so surprised. I like the blueberry one the best because like usually I'm a classic like chocolate chip girl, but no, crumble cookies are so good. I was so impressed. I truly get the hype now and I'm scared that I'm going to be going way more than I need to be going in I future. know. It's addicting. So good. No, they're literally addicting.
2: The way we just cut them into fourths and then I'll, I'll have like one fourth per day, like a little snack in the evening, even though a fourth of a cookie is still like probably 200 calories.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a little yeah. snack. They're probably very sugary because they're so delicious. I'm like, this has to have so much sugar in it. I know, but but life's all, right. all about balance. those moments. <laughs> yeah, and <I'm> balance.
2: <laughs> okay, well, wait, I have another food thing to say. If anyone else is sick, I'm sure this is maybe common knowledge, but my mom has been reiterating this to me since I was a kid. Like whenever I was sick, she would always like talk about the brat diet, bananas, rice, applesauce, toast, and it will literally bring you back to life. So like I said, yesterday I was out for the count. Like I was so unwell, puking all day. And once my mom got off work, I like cracked an eye open and like voice memoed her and was like, "Mom, help me bring me things. I love you." And so, of course, she bought brought me bananas, rice, applesauce, toast, and some things from the grove like a acai bowl and some of my favorite juices. But I had all four of those things between last night and this morning. Well, last night at like 10 p.m. probably, and I haven't thrown up since. So. Mm-hmm there's a method to the madness. So if you know (laughs) anyone who's sick, like definitely try to have them do all that. The applesauce, like, I don't know what it does, but somehow that like, if you're only going to get one, the applesauce like brings me back to life. Like yesterday when I was laying there dying, I was like, I would pay a hundred dollars to DoorDash a container of applesauce right now. I was like, how, like, you know how you can DoorDash like errands? Mm -hmm. I was like, I couldn't literally look at my phone that was too bright I was too unwell but I was like I would do anything
3: for a jug of applesauce (laughs) and your mom pulled through she pulled through Yep, that's amazing yeah I'm (sighs) glad you're feeling better that's the worst you know, I think we've talked
2: about it on here before quite a few times. Like when you're sick, the only thing you care about is not being sick. It's like, I don't care about rent. I don't care about my job. I don't care about the podcast. Peaches. Are you hungry? I don't know. Like I just need to get myself back to not feeling like this because I was so restless that I couldn't even like sleep. And that's the worst part is like when you can't even sleep because then you're just laying there like nauseous and unwell and like head pounding. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Brat for the win. Brat for the win. If you guys take away anything from that brat diet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And that crumble cookies are not overhyped. They're so worth the hype. Yes. Yes. Also that. Um, Do you think of anything else fun and positive? I guess other updates for me that are more not being sick is I'm going to Chicago this weekend for St. Patrick's Day. So I'll be very fun. I'll get to celebrate my birthday there with some of my friends and just really lean into my Irish roots. You know, that's why my name is spelled C-E-A-R-A. It's the Gaelic spelling. Very Irish gal over here. So excited to, yeah, do my first ever St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. That actually
2: shocks me that it's your first. I just feel like maybe you just had a lot of like other cool St. Patrick's Day. Dude, wait, do you remember me and you literally had our first little shindig on St. Patrick's Day in Omaha?
3: Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Whoa, flashback to the past.
2: Right? And there was like those painted horses and there was the flooding that was happening. So we were like stranded
3: downtown. Oh my gosh. That's why we ended up hanging
2: out that day because you were going to go to Kansas City or something and I was going to go somewhere else, but we were like trapped in Omaha.
3: Yeah, they like literally shut down the highway because a river had flooded and like broke a bridge going to Kansas City. So I was like, I guess I'm not going to Kansas City. I guess I'll hang out with Allison. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll hang out. Ew. No, wait, that's so funny. We did. And I wore like that classic military green <laughs> bomber jacket that everyone wore in like 2018, 2019. Oh, I remember that vividly. And we took cute pics. We did. And then we went to Night Owl and had
2: like a bunch of bar food in the middle of the oh, afternoon. We did. That was fun. It was. It was and it was a day. really nice day out. It was really fun for like it just being
3: you and I. <laughs> like, it, was it just us? Was there anyone else there? No. Not for like the first 75% of the day. Yeah. I guess you're right. It was just us.
2: Dude, I do remember though, we were sitting on the patio and you were like trying to make Instagram live stories. Not like an actual Instagram live, but like talking, talking. videos. And I was like not at that level yet. Like not. <laughs> <laughs> Into recording myself on camera.
3: And I was like trying to muster it up. That is so funny. Also, dig those out of Instagram <laughs> stories archive and see if you can tell that you're like, what the fuck? Oh, is so this uncomfortable. <laughs> like who is this girl with four thousand followers why (laughs) hey it was it was all a step to get you where you are yeah all that live reporting on the ground (laughs) my instagram stories got me to where i am today so my god and i remember okay this is the last thing i know but those horses were like really painted and we like took pictures why am i not remembering these painted horses
2: It was like kind of up by the corner, like the four way stop. And okay. we were about to post them and we were like, wait, is that like animal harm? Oh, we were like, like are people the gonna real be... horses, like the <laughs> yeah. horse drawn
3: carriage? Oh, and they painted them for St. Patrick's Day. Oh. Yeah. And we we're like, are people gonna be upset that we're like, because po- we felt I like it was like that. posing
2: with the elephants in like Bali when
3: people are like, dude, get off the horse. We weren't on they the horse the though. animals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, horse drawn carriages are controversial. We definitely were like, are we gonna get canceled
2: for posting this? I know. I mean, it is sad because I used to live down there and I'd always like walk around. And I'm like,
3: these horses look cold.
2: I don't know. I know. I actually it's sad
3: people. I have seen videos on TikTok like people yelling at horse drawn carriages. I'm like, is that Ill- is that immoral? I don't know because like horses like having jobs, but like I don't know. Someone's <laughs> gonna cancel me for not being sure <laughs> if it's wrong or right. But like I feel like some horses are meant for like pulling things. Well, you guys can let us know. Obviously, we're not well-versed Someone's on the topic. probably fuming right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me know. I'm, I'm open to being educated, but I have looked it up before. And like some people do think that as long as the horses aren't being abused, like they're being taken care of, it's not necessarily wrong for them to be pulling things. That's what they're bred for. Just like not taking it too far, making sure they're getting some love yeah, not, behind the scenes, not working too yeah, many not hours. overworking them, not putting them in dangerous situations in your cars. I feel like that's what's also... The scariest part for being in a downtown scenario, like our cars going by 40 miles an hour, like passing them, like what's going on? Other Dude, than that. Honestly, speaking of horse endangerment, whoever wrote The Last of Us <laughs> has it out for horses. I know. And seeing but did with you the see Walking the behind dead, the scenes. It wasn't a real horse. Yeah, I know. I watched like, the behind the on scenes. On that like thing and it like yeah, it shot it forward. Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, thank God that wasn't a real horse. That's so sad. Like flopped over
2: god okay well, it does make me feel better but still in walking dead too like the horse always dies and it's like what do you guys <laughs> have out for the horses like let the horse <sighs> live and be in nature i mean i guess
3: they're just trying to be realistic like i don't but, know a horse versus a zombie like horses are pretty badass yeah or i guess i don't know what happens in that show but at least in the last of us like i guess that seems just realistic Okay. So many tangents, but
2: I've decided after I'm on season six of The Walking Dead and not that long of a time, I don't know where I'm finding the hours (laughs) to watch it, but just interfering with my sleep, probably why I'm sick. I think I have to stop watching it because it's like making me too much in a state of fight or flight, like all the time. Like when I was sick yesterday, I was like kind of half fallen asleep in and out. And I kept thinking that like, the Walking Dead were like going to come into my apartment and
3: things like that. <laughs> is, yeah, that's I'm fine like not good much. for you. Yeah. And I've had that same thought even like just the most recent The Last of Us episode. I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything, but it elevated my heart rate so much. that so I was like very scared. Yeah. And it probably does affect your levels of cortisol or like you said flight or flight hormones or 100%, whatever it is. Especially before I'm going to
2: bed I'm just getting myself like all rallied up into like survival mode and then I'm supposed
3: to have a good night's sleep. Eh. No I literally <laughs> got into such flight or flight mode on the most recent episode. Did you watch it? <laughs> yes I did. Okay. Okay yeah because we're talking about the horror stuff. Oh. Uh. Um, what are your thoughts? Without giving any spoilers why do you have any thoughts? I have some thoughts. Mm, I'll just say Joel is my favorite. I'm obsessed.
2: (laughs) If anything happens to that man, turn it off the show. But there's only one episode left. I don't feel
3: like they're going to be able to wrap up everything in one more episode. No, I'm very confused. Also, apparently something fucking crazy happens. And don't tell me if you know. I don't know what it is. Connor says that in the video game, something crazy happens and you, no one can predict it. Like you could not predict it. Mm. So I'm just buckled up because I don't know what's going to happen. So maybe that's why. Maybe we're like expecting all these like loose ends to be tied or the story to evolve a certain way, but then just something crazy happens and we're just gonna be thrown for a loop. An atomic bomb just flattens out everyone and they're like, oh, sorry, zombies did not even matter. I have no idea. <laughs> but like he's like, you would never guess it. Huh. And I'm just like, I've been waiting because he told me that since the start. And he's like, Don't Google it. I was like, should I Google it? He's like, don't, it'll ruin it. It's like crazy though. Damn. So no I don't I, know. I don't know either. Okay. Okay, don't look it it'll up. But we'll find out on Sunday apparently. Hopefully. I told Connor I was like, can you Google and see if like whatever you're talking about happens on Sunday. And he said, Yeah it does. Apparently. Wait, are you still going to be in Chicago? Are you going to have to have like a Last of Us <gasps> live party? Yeah, yeah, I probably, I don't, I'm going to drive, I think. So I would either drive back Sunday afternoon or Monday morning. But oh my God. Yeah. If I, <laughs> you had to like, if I am in Chicago, I'll have to watch it there. <laughs> oh, that'd be so fun. I hope I watch it. There'd definitely be like a watch party somewhere. Okay. This is the last thing I'll say about the episode without, it doesn't spoil anything. But when he was like at the end of the episode, when he hugs Ellie and he's like, come here, baby girl. <gasps> the like, baby my girl. Heart. Same. <laughs>
2: the baby girl mm. heard around the world. Yes. And that, like, my dad is very sincere and says things like that, too. So I was just like, oh, all in my heart. Like, they they both I've admitted never, that they need each other, you know? Like, they're the only people on the planet that the other one really cares about. It
3: just, it, like, shocked. I don't know. It just like, yeah, my heart exploded when he said that. I'm like, I've never— had that reaction from a TV show. Like it felt so, like you said, like the relationship was so needed and so real. Guys, if you're not watching The Last of Us, just watch it. It's so good. So, so good. A little scary. Like that scene alone, I was like, this show is so good. What the hell?
2: (laughs) Makes up for all the cortisol levels. (laughs) Yeah, all my scary scary moments. I just had to say it because I need you all to know. So finally, I'm like, cool. I have new wave slash my apartment space like to myself. It's so cute. It's going to be my sacred little sanctuary. Guys, a new bar went in downstairs and had their grand opening this weekend as well. And they're open seven days a week, 3 p.m. to 2 a.m. Blaring music all day long. The floor is shaking like I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, do I need to move? Like, I just feel like my whole world, like it was like last week was just about to be so good. It's like, cool. I finally got everything figured out. Got the shop next door. I can have my Zen area up here. No, I'm so defeated. I don't even know what to do. I can't even like stomach it. So upset, and I'll post a story sometimes. If some of you guys have been around here for a while, I used to post stories like a year ago of how loud the music was coming up here. It's basically like you're sitting in a bar with the full volume on. Like in, that's why I've been watching The Walking Dead,ly because like I cannot go to bed until the music shuts off. And poor Clay, he has to be at the gym coaching by like five. So it's definitely been a frustrating situation. Was the bar closed for a while? Yeah. So same owner. They like closed for like. I don't know, a month or so. And their space was listed on LoopNet, like that they were like trying to sublease. So I was like, oh, okay. But apparently the same owner reopened a different business, like new name, new concept, new staff, the whole thing. I mean, I don't really know all the details, but I literally called them last night, like crying. And I was like... (laughs) I know I signed up to live above a bar, but the old bar was not that bad. They only had night like, twice a month. (laughs) And I wish someone would have told me as part of living here that I was going to have, like, I didn't sign up for this when I signed this lease. And, like, the the new direction I wanted to go with New Wave was, like, having— Cute little Zen events, like in the evening, like how I wanted to do like yoga and the sound baths. I can't fucking do that when they're oh guys, it just turned on. It's 3 p.m. You can probably hear it. Can you hear
3: it? You can literally hear it. Can you actually it, yes, right on the dot at three o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> at least y'all can't call me a liar. <laughs> well, I guess we can do peaks of the week. Just it's a nice little ambiance. <laughs> this is the life oh my city gal. Do you want to share your peak and sending my good energy to you because that's awful. Thank you.
2: Peak of the week being 1404's grand opening and just seeing everything come together, the aesthetics, the social media, seeing people in person. It really was a very fun, good time. And the weather was amazing. Couldn't have asked for better March weather. It was like 50s, I think. So
3: all around, that was really, really fun. Yeah. Well, congrats again on that. Very excited to see more of 1404. Uh, my peak of the week was my birthday and having a stunning day to ring in being 27. Like, Yay. Fuck, it's like getting louder and louder. <laughs> what kind of, what song is that? Like, What kind of music is it?
2: Terrifying soul pulling music. I don't know. Is uh, it rap? Is it rock? What is it? i take my headphones off. It's all of the above. And they actually are busy. Like there were so many people down there at bar closed last night. So, I mean, it's only 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, right? At 3 a.m.? 3 3 p.m., yeah.
3: Or what time do they close? At close?
2: All day, honestly. Three I mean, at least for them, it's busy. Sad for me. That means it's probably not going away anytime soon. Which is so tragic because this place up here is perfect. It's gorgeous. Why does this have to happen? Couldn't have been just like a cute little coffee shop down there. (laughs)
3: <laughs> is that too much to ask sorry well, you guys are... you ask your landlord for a reduced rent no I'm for sure going off. to
2: I agree yeah cause
3: that's that's not what you signed up for
2: agreed okay sorry you guys thank you so much for listening to my rant and my therapy session today <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay let's read some of your guys' peaks while listening to this nice background music Kendall said getting a free night stay at the resort they filmed The Bachelor at wow that's really exciting oh my god
2: How cool. Hillary said, falling in love with Mexico City. Amazing. If you guys have never thought of going to Mexico City, add it to your list. So affordable. So much culture.
3: Okay, apologies if I say this name wrong. Shania said, getting my passport to go to Japan for my honeymoon. Yay, that sounds so fun. Have the best time. Elena said, had a FaceTime date with my best friend and planned our Eras
2: Tour outfits. That's a great mm. little friend hangout. Do a FaceTime so and pick cool. out your outfits.
3: I love that. Well, as always, send in your peeks on our Instagram page at Podcast. Okay, a few more announcements. Again, if you guys are interested in coming on our Costa Rica trip, it is full, but you can sign up for the waitlist. So that is on our website, AlreadyFriendsPodcast.com. And also, if you are wanting more episodes, we always have our Patreon page, Patreon.com slash AlreadyFriends. Runs where you can get bonus episodes. It's $5 a month. We post in there every month. So go check those out. But yeah, here is today's guest. We are having on Terry Cumming. She's a holistic interior designer with a focus on house healing. Terry helps people create homes that they love, that feel good, and that are healthy. It's that simple. She loves sharing her knowledge of design, holistic living, and energy with her followers to help us all create a home and environment that we love. So it's perfect for our environmental wellness episode. And without further ado, here is Terry Cumming. Carrie, thank you so much for being
2: here today. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Usually we like to give our listeners a good background on the guests that we have on the show just so that they can get to know you on a personal level before we go into the whole topic. So please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, maybe where you live and what
4: you like to do in your day-to-day life. I'm a holistic interior designer and a house healer. Originally, I was an interior designer uh, for about the past 30 years. I live just outside of Ottawa in Ontario, Canada in a place called... Carlton Place. It's a tiny little town. Well, not tiny, but 10,000 people. I've lived here for about the last three years. As far as interior design, that is something that I've done for many years, worked at a design firm, had many different clients, And I maybe I'm really bad with uh, dates and time. So we're going to have to just go with that. (laughs) I'm the creative side of interior design for sure. Maybe about six, seven years ago, I started to just not really feel like I had passion for interior design. And it just felt really superficial to me. Not that it necessarily is but to really do something well you need to have passion which i always had and then i started to just kind of lose it we're living in Oshawa which is outside of Toronto and i have done so many renovations over the years for clients for myself we've moved a bunch of different times and from beginning to end from ground up lots of renovations so i was so used to it but i just think timing wise for me we had done uh, we were working on a kitchen renovation and all the walls had come out. and everything had changed. And for the first time ever, I came downstairs that morning and I was like, this just feels good. And it was the idea of the feeling, which I had never kind of connected in with before consciously anyway and so it was just this feels good there's got to be something to this and so then I just started googling like where can I study something that makes me feel good or that's connected to design and a feeling and so that's where I found a uh, holistic interior design
2: I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Rosetta Stone. They are the most trusted language learning program out there. They've been experts for 30 years and millions of users have trusted them to help them learn second, third, fourth languages. And this is especially timely for me because one of my goals for the year, I literally just said this in our Patreon goal setting workshop last week, is that I want to learn Spanish I studied German in college, and unfortunately, I don't get to go to Germany or Austria very often, but I have been spending a lot of time in South America and Mexico. I spent all of January in Colombia, and I loved it so much that I'm going back in April. I'm going to Tulum next week, and I'm like, you know what? It is time that I really buckle down and get better at Spanish. If you also are thinking of traveling more, learning second, third, fourth languages, I can't recommend getting started with Rosetta Stone enough. If you would like to get Rosetta Stone and not put off learning language any longer, there's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, already friends listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And thank you to Rosetta Stone for sponsoring the Artie Friends podcast and helping me in my Spanish language learning journey. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. Did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring
3: the already friends podcast. This episode is sponsored by Honey Love. Honey Love is revolutionizing the bra game. Can you think of a bra that you actually like to wear? One that doesn't poke you, does not hurt, and that you kind of forget that you're wearing? For me, I'm thinking of my Honey Love bra. I have fully said goodbye to wearing underwire and bulky fabric bras that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. The fabric is super soft and it feels like a second skin and you'll immediately feel and notice the difference. Right now, I'm wearing the silhouette bra and I'm totally forgetting that I'm wearing a bra, but it totally lit. It feels so supportive. It looks so good under shirts. And it's not like those bras that give you that uniboob effect when you put on a tight shirt or tight clothes. It separates, it lifts, it does everything that a bra should be doing. I'm also obsessed with the shapewear. I have this superpower thong, which is kind of like this mid-stomach shapewear piece. The way that it gives my body this hourglass shape that I did not know that I had and is so comfortable. I have traditional shapewear from a few different brands and they kind of hurt so bad. Within a couple hours, I feel like I can't breathe. But with Honey Love's shapewear, it's so comfortable comfortable. comfortable. It's meant to be able to breathe, to live your day-to-day life in. And I feel like I can definitely use the shapewear for my wedding. So I'm very excited about that. So if you're ready to step into that next level comfortable bra and shapewear, it's your time to get Honey Love. Go to honeylove.com slash alreadyfriends and you can get 20% off your entire order with that link. So it's honeylove.com, H-O-N-E-Y-L-O-V-E.com slash alreadyfriends for 20% off. Make sure to use that code to show your support of the show. And thanks again to Honey Love for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast.
4: So then I started to Study that interior holistic design institute I did the program that was already for interior designers but other people can do it and just do holistic interior design and start from the beginning and I started to study that and that was when I kind of became hooked and I realized okay there's so much more and holistic interior design is something that people actually quite often have not heard of and all of the different things that are part of it people think it's a lot of it is feng shui when I start to explain it that is one of the elements and so a lot of holistic interior designers are so different, even more so than interior design for sure, because you really, there's so many things that are available, so many areas that you could specialize in. And it really is, again, connecting into what aspects make sense to you. So the one thing that uh, biophilic design is also an aspect, I mean, that's something on its own as well, but that basically is bringing the outdoors in. And so that's one area that I, I focus on a lot. Um, feng shui, as far as the energy aspects of that, definitely is something that, that I focus on. One thing that I did learn in studying holistic interior design that I didn't connect in with in the beginning because it seemed to like woo-woo was the dowsing aspect aspect and the energy. And so dowsing is something that now I'm pretty obsessed about, but for dowsing it's use either a rods, dowsing rods or a pendulum. It's been around for so many years and people used to find water in towns in Europe like <laughs> a long time ago, they used to have a town dowser and before they were going to build a church or do anything, they'd have someone find the best spot for it. So it's something that's been around for a long time. And through Holistic Interior Design, I learned about this and that you can use these rods to basically, you can find things in your home that are missing because you're asking questions. Uh, You can find water, you can find um, detrimental earth energy or underground water that can affect your sleep and your health. There were so many things you can do. And I thought, this is cool, but I'm just, I'm not there. So I didn't really get too into that. Just focused on uh, using products that are healthier, things that you're bringing in, the environmental impact. So a lot of that is a big part of holistic interior design. So I started really working in that and really focusing myself on the feeling. And I used to be someone that was even into trend forecasting. And I found that really interesting, like why we are doing what we're doing and things that how we're influenced by movies and fashion and stuff that all comes into design. But this whole thing that I started into was really looking more at an individual feeling and not what other people are doing. Although for some people and like me too, like you could still be influenced by that and you're, you're finding it interesting and subconsciously, we don't even know all the things that we're influenced by. But that was something that it just the feeling of it, the personalization of it, and really just looking at what makes each of us happy in our own home. So that was where I sort of got into that. And then the next part was more recently in about the last three years. And this is a whole this is a whole other story of how I really got deep into house healing and I wasn't able to sleep. I don't know if you want me to go into that or do you wanna I feel like I'm just no, please. Um so I this was about three years ago and I I wasn't able to sleep. So I am someone that I had just turned 50, and I thought this is menopause and this sucks, and I'm never going to sleep again. So I'm like, this is just, this is life. And I went for about a month and a half, and I was working as a holistic interior designer at the time, but again, not dealing with any of the dousing or house healing, but I understood, I knew about it. And so I wasn't able to sleep, and it went on for about a month and a half, and I was sleeping one or two hours a night. And if you've not slept, it is is just The worst possible thing. It affects everything in your life. And that's why I'm so obsessed with sleep now for helping people in that way. But I couldn't sleep. And one morning, and I tried everything. And there's so many ways to help people to sleep, which I incorporate that in everything I'm doing now because I've been obsessed with it. But at that time, it was one morning, maybe like two or three in the morning. And I'm laying there going, why? Like, what has changed? And I realized we had moved our bed, like, just Mm. when this started. And then I felt kind of silly because I'm like, well, that that's a big thing as an interior designer that we did that and I didn't connect in but I really didn't think about it I've never been affected in that way so I realized we moved our bed and then I was just like okay I know about dowsing and and underground water and detrimental earth energy there's many things you douse for but those two if you're sleeping on top of them it's basically vibrating your body and it can be really unhealthy and really affect your sleep different people are affected in different ways my wife was sleeping right beside me and she had no issues she still never has any issues with sleeping it's very annoying. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, very frustrating. Um. And so I, I was like, okay, the next morning I'm going to make some dowsing rods. So dowsing rods, I have ones that I've purchased, but I also have them where you can make them out of just metal coat hangers. They're basically an L shape and you need two of them. And you can also use a pendulum, but for dowsing on site, I usually use rods. Now I didn't even have metal coat hangers. A lot of people don't have those now. I just use some wire, twisted it together. You just need anything just that, cause it's not the rods that are doing anything. It's you getting information. So I just, started to walk through the room and there's a lot that sort of goes into this, which I can talk about later, but I started to walk through the room and what will happen, because I was looking for um, anything detrimental, the rods will cross when they find something. And so what I found were there were lines going directly through where I was sleeping. So at that time, I didn't know what to do. I had no idea. How do I deal with this? I was looking online. There wasn't a lot of information, but I found that you can use copper and copper will keep it out. So you could put it where the lines are coming in. So I got some copper from my parents that had some leftover from a deck that they did. And I put copper where these lines were coming in. And actually, initially, I first had moved the bed and I had the best night's sleep ever. I forgot that part. It's very important. I had moved the bed, (laughs) had the best night's sleep ever. And then it's like, how can I deal with moving the bed back? So then it was, I got copper, put that in place and kept every, made everything okay. But that's all I knew of how to deal with it at the time. But yes, when I moved the bed that next day, and I actually moved it over by a doorway, which in feng shui is not good, but it was something that I moved away from those lines and best night's sleep I'd ever had. So I'm like, okay, I'm onto something. And then I could actually think because when you haven't been sleeping, it's just awful. And so then I got copper, was able to keep these lines out of my room. I ended up dousing my whole house and found where lines were coming in. My daughter had had some trouble sleeping too, and then she was fine. So that was just like, okay, this is amazing. I've got to look into this. And so I had remembered that my mother had told me that my niece was having a lot of trouble sleeping. She was maybe four at the time. I can't remember. She was smaller (laughs) and she would be go to her room at night. She would never go to bed. She would be up with bad dreams at night, like never. And if you've had a little child that doesn't sleep, it's very frustrating, but it was since she was born, never would she sleep. And so then, so here's something I'll go back to that I also learned about that is a part of this. When I learned about dousing, one thing that I found is cats are attracted to detrimental lines in the earth and dogs are deterred by it. So if you have a cat that's always sleeping in the same spot, quite often they're sleeping on a detrimental line. It doesn't mean cats are bad. It just means they kind of take on the energy and shake it off and dogs won't go near it, which was a very interesting thing that I found. So I was like, okay, I kind of had that in my mind. So I messaged my brother and I said, asked him if his daughter, I know they had a cat and a dog. And I said, does the cat sleep on your daughter's bed? And he said, yes. How do you know that? And I'm like, I think I wow. can help you. Like goosebump moment. It's like, I think I can help you. I said, does your dog go in there? No, the dog won't go in her room ever. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, it is, I'm getting goosebumps as I say it. I always like the idea of that. And that's when I became obsessed. So I said, I I, I told him about what I was doing. And the way that I can, that you do this for not being on spot is you just need a floor plan, just a drawn out floor plan of someone's home. It doesn't have to be to scale. Close to scale is great, but it doesn't have to be. And they, so I said, just draw out her room at the time. Or he did the upstairs, I think it was. No, not her room. Because so I, I wasn't sure which bedroom was hers. And so I said, just draw like your one area of your home where all the rooms are. And don't tell me where her room is. Because I'm always tested. I, mm-hmm. I tested myself constantly in the beginning because I'm like, I don't want, I don't want, because subconsciously when you're doing stuff, right, you can influence it if you're, so I'm like, I don't want to know where her room is. Send me the plan. And for doing dousing on a floor plan, you do it with a pendulum and ask these questions questions and get answers. So I doused and I found where there was lines and they crossed in one spot in the house, but I didn't know where it was. So I sent it to him and he said, that's exactly on her bed. That's exactly where the cat sleeps. Oh my And I'm like, okay. So I had my father go over there with some (laughs) copper pipes. I said, I only know (laughs) copper. I don't know anything else. And I said, don't tell her what it is, right? Like she's going to want to know. And so he told her it was jewelry for her room. So then he sends me a video. (laughs) Yeah. So she liked that, but she's like, don't touch the jewelry. So that was in her room. <laughs> and then he sends me a video after she got home from school, cause she would never go in a room. She's in her room playing with the dog and he's like, the wow. dog would never uh, go in the room. And she, yeah. So that was like, okay, so let's see how tonight goes. So she went right into her room to go to bed, what she never did. She didn't get back up. She had a bad dream. And that has been something initially every child that at the first night there'd be something in their dreams, that was different, but, or a bad dream or something more intense, but then right after that first night done. So that's, I mean, that could be just how the person that I train with has said, maybe that's just part of what I, my way of doing it. Maybe that can get better and it has gotten a bit better, but it still does happen. So I don't know. I mean, with a lot of this, it's a lot of unexplained things, right? It's just believing and, and trying and doing and looking at results. Uh, so that night, Uh, She had a bad dream, but she was fine to go in a room and then has been fine ever since. It's just, okay. So then I'm like, this is
3: what I want to do. I want to help people sleep. And just, I kind of went from there. That is crazy. Well, my next question was going to be, you are a house healer. What is house healing? But that story, I feel like encapsulates exactly what it is. Like You have clients who are having these issues and maybe they don't understand what's going on. And is that kind of what you do? You help them take a look at what's going on and offer solutions? Yeah. So a lot of people do. It is sleep issues.
4: And I think that's just because I'm so, I mean, that is my story of how I started. And there's three main things that, because at first it, I do overall house healing. So it's working on just house from bottom to top, health of your house and everything as far as um, issues with Wi-Fi, EMF, the electromagnetic field that is there that comes from all of the electronics. So with house healing, it is something where it's it's the energy of a home for sure that can make a big difference for people, but you're really just looking at every aspect of the health of a home. So it, I mean, anything, a big part though. I mean, really it is the bedroom and where you sleep that affects everything else, but even, um, fi devices that are in the home. Uh, you don't want to be sleeping near them or on top of them. There's things like that. So when I'm dousing a floor plan, I find things. And the thing that I found that was so crazy when I was started studying this and doing it with a group of people from all over the world, and we would do each other homes and we would find the same things so you would find where the wi-fi is where a great spot of energy to do things where there's problems where the detrimental lines are running and we would find the same things are right around the same areas which was so cool again proof for me but you're you're finding where there's detrimental things that are under the ground outside even so all of that so people have me look overall health of a home also selling a home so the energy of a home. Uh, when you're selling it is a major thing. So that's something that people want help with. And even other things as far as being, when I was an interior designer, one thing I'm also obsessed with real estate. So that's another thing. So I helped a lot of home staging. I did tons of that for developers and things like that. So I have also that aspect of things as far as selling a home. But the energy for sure, adding that in for helping people or realtors, anyone sell a home is a big thing. But yeah, a lot of it is... Bedroom. Bedroom in a lot of ways, a lot of children. for Children can be a lot more sensitive to detrimental energies and things. So uh, that's also been a big part of what I do, especially kids and definitely what I'm passionate about.
2: Okay. I would actually love to go into the woo-woo for a second. Okay. I recently did mushrooms and my boyfriend and I were talking about how we could like literally see the energetic grid. Like, yeah, I don't know how to describe it if you haven't done it, but does that kind of tie into dousing? like? like? Like when you're dousing someone's floor plan, can you see that energetic field or feel it or how? Yeah. What's
4: it like for you? Well, I am someone that has zero psychic ability whatsoever. And so, but a lot of people that I studied with, most of them had abilities. So clairvoyant, different things, able to see things in other people's homes from other places, seeing auras, seeing things like what you're talking about, that type of stuff. I have no ability, like no ability whatsoever. And that's something I also try and get across to people is like, you don't have to have any ability to do this. You have to believe in it. And I feel like dowsing is, it's connecting to another higher level of yourself. And it's connecting, when I learned it's to a higher, high, someone on a higher level level a version of a god that's answering questions spirit guides are answering questions Um, when you're dousing the way that i'm getting answers and that we all are as far as about a home there's a spirit of a home so a spirit responsible for that home and they're answering the questions you have to be respectful ask if you can enter but i don't see any of it like even an aura or any of the type of things that you're talking about but a lot of people do and those are a lot of the people that do this but yeah It's not. So I am just asking. I am very much. um, Maybe I'm a technical house healer, Mm. So I'm just someone that and I first for me, that part was easier than other people to learn. Like uh, some people, it takes quite a bit of time. I started right away dousing and like right away getting strong answers. Yes and no. And things that were correct and and healing and that's just been my strength and it's yeah i don't know maybe the logical doubter but yeah a lot of people do have see things just not me <laughs> I, I don't okay
2: one quick follow up question and then we can go into another direction but what are some of the contributing factors to this detrimental energy that if someone is thinking about their own home is it families that lived in the space before you is it maybe a different space that was on your land way before your time what is- contributing to this bad
4: energy? All of the above. <laughs> so everything that you've just said, those are so all of that. So that's as far as like doing a, a overall house uh when you're dousing for it, you find that. So if someone has lived in the house, the, some the person that my book that I have, it's called Heal Your Home, Adrian Inkledon Weber. So that's something that I we've used in our course and he has a part two and he's part of this community that I work in. And he re- and he's in the UK and he refers to houses as divorce houses. So he'll have a certain one and he used to be a real realtor. I think they called him an estate agent in the UK and he would be called to a home again every like few years, some of them and people were moving out and they were getting divorced and that does happen. So if there's people that were living in a house and there was a lot of trauma, um, they'll leave things called emotional energy points and you can feel it when you're in the home and that can really affect everybody there. And that's something we find. So that's one of the things that I look for when I do a full house healing and I will find those emotional energy points and then... And quite often if you it's also you have to be kind cautious careful when you're speaking to clients about things that you're finding it's like how much do you want me to look at and and not right like when you're okay so something happened over here but quite often things can happen in a home like so long before and then it's the energy is still there and you it can definitely be cleared and as you said on the ground um things that have happened on the land for sure where a home was built um that can definitely because then there's the guardian of the The land is another one that we work with. And so that can affect everything in the home and around it. They can all be worked on, but yeah, they they just really... They affect, it is amazing, like even someone walking into your home with bad energy or just not happy uh, or with not great intentions, that energy comes into your home and it stays there until you get rid of it.
3: Yeah, going into that, I know one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, you know, this episode is about environmental wellness and how positive or negative environments truly affect your health and well-being. So what are some of those negative effects of those lingering energies that might be harming your health? Yeah, well, energies from people, can really, well, it just, it brings you down because you feel it, right? You feel
4: it when people come in. And I do have, before I douse every single time, and I use this protection because you never know, I don't do any deep level, like dousing, you're not going in this really, dangerous territory necessarily, but it's always good to protect yourself. And you go through basically the chakras and you're breathing them in, cleanse and protect. You're creating an aura and then basically a white bubble around yourself. So you're doing a protection, but you can also use that protection for other people's energies. So you can use that when you're out. I use it (laughs) when I go shopping, when I leave the house. Um, I had someone that What this isn't fully answering your question exactly in that way, but I I can go back. I'm going off on a, but um, I was I had someone that I was seeing on regular appointments, and someone that was by all accounts a really positive person, or that's what they put forward. They were there to help people. They're everything they say. But all of my appointments, I would I would not feel good when I'm there. I would physically they were doing things that were what they should be doing, and that helped. But I would just not be feeling good or happy or whatever when I would come out of those appointments. Thank <laughs> And it's and not someone that you would think you want to protect yourself from, but you just don't know. You don't know what it, people's intentions are and what's going on. So I did that. I actually did a TikTok on it going in. I'm like, I am going to protect myself before going to this person. And it made a big difference to me. I felt better because you can't, people's energies, intention or not really do affect you and everybody is different, but they do. So in your home well, you can protect yourself, you can also, you can sage your home when people have come in with negative energies. Energies. You can, there's a lot of things that you can sort of do to just get the negative out. But even for yourself, like if you've had a bad day and you're walking in, that energy is coming in with you. So I say to people, like if you're having a bad day, or day, so days can just suck, right? And like no matter what it is, it, things can just not be good. So even if you're driving home or whatever you're doing or walking home, just try to like decompress, have the most positive feeling about yourself, and think of some good things before you're walking in, because you are bringing that negative energy. It just it. Comes Comes in. And some homes, you know, you just go in and they just feel good, right? And other ones, you're like, what is going on in here? But yeah, you can just, even for yourself, that's the only thing you really have a lot of control over is like what you're bringing in. But you can definitely protect yourself. Okay, so we can
2: digest this into a deep level and then a more surface tangible level, such as like plants and crystals and nice furniture and whatever. But before we go into maybe those more accessible elements that we could add into our home to enhance the space, I do quickly want to touch on just like the energy side. So for someone who's listening, that's maybe like, uh, this is kind of woo-woo. I'm not really sure that I'm buying it. As someone like yourself that said, you're very logical and you're like, I did the dousing and it worked and it doesn't matter what my intuition is saying, like I can see see mathematically that this is working. I was listening to this other podcast and he was talking about how before anything else, people are electrical beings, like everything in our world is electrical. Would you maybe go into the Wi-Fi and that side of
4: its impact on our home, if you have the knowledge on that? So the EMS, I do, I mean, I... As far as EMFs go, there's something that, I mean, they're around all the time, right? And it is something that it's the Faraway case and the Faraway company are the only ones that I know of. I've had another one contact me that they say that when you protect a device, it actually still works. So And I have not looked into that too much because, as far as protecting ourselves, you can use different cases, cages on Wi Fi, smart meters, on different things on your phones. But as far as I know, and what my experience has been, that if it is working, you are getting EMF. So I don't know how, how else that is working, but anything that is working, anything that's plugged into your walls, there's different kinds. There's the electric kind, then there's kind of the ones that are coming from Wi-Fi and different signals, cell phone towers, hydro towers, things like that. Um, that's something as well in that I doubt for. So I look for um, issues with EMF. I can find what's going on and direct it at the home and help to clear that. Now that is one where... To do that 100%, what I think the best thing for people to do is just keep yourself as far away from those things as you can when you're not using them. So like with your cell phone, I'm going to pick mine up right now. If you have headphones or if you have like ear pods or things like that, that electronic is going right into your head. So if you can have things that are an AirPod, something where you're not like an air headphone, you can have your phone away from you, that kind of stuff. Uh, Your Wi-Fi, a distance from that because that is a big one and is the biggest one whenever I'm dousing that you find in a home that is emitting the most EMF. So it's, uh, different people are affected. Some people are really, really affected by EMF and I've had some people in training that I've done that it affects their whole life in a negative way. So there's different things that you can get as far as there's even jewelry you can wear, necklaces that you can wear, bracelets to protect yourself. How much those are doing, you know, you can, I have an EMF reader that I use. You can check that kind of stuff. You can check the levels but I would say just as far as that goes, and it just it does affect our health for sure. I mean, we're, we're near it every day, every single thing we do, and you can't get away from it. But the less you are touching things, the better, the more
3: distance you have in your home, those kind of things as far as EMF. That's just the, the best way to go. I would love to go into the good energy homes, because I know you mentioned that example, of, you know, when you walk into a home and you can feel that it's a good energy space. Could you break down logically what that looks like or what a formula for a good, healthy home looks like in your eyes? Yeah. So that's because I am definitely like, I feel things. And I used to be a, when
4: I was an interior designer, well, I mean, I still am. But when that's all I did, I would be like, because I know I say I don't see things and stuff, but I'm definitely intuitive. I used to like, just do a package for people in some trance. And then it's like, here you go. This like it, I, I am definitely someone that feels things, but I don't believe <laughs> a lot of stuff, right? I need, I need to be, it needs to be some proof. And so all of that, and I'm the logical side of it. So I definitely feel feel a lot, and I feel a lot from one other. I can't watch a TV show with when someone's embarrassing themselves. Like I, I hide, and I'm <laughs> that is happening to me. My wife is like, well, calm down. It's not you. Yes, yes, it is me. <laughs> so I, I feel that kind of stuff. But as far as like logically walking in or what people can do in their home, so this comes into energy for sure. So that is the biggest thing, and there's ways that you can just make that more comfortable for yourself, and that also incorporates the feng shui aspect of energy as well. So furniture placement, What you, if you think of energy coming into your home, for one, you want your front door and the entrance is a really, really important spot. You want to, when you walk up, you want to feel good. You want to feel happy. You want it to be clear of any extra stuff because that is a big thing. As far as clutter and that in life, it just isn't ideal and that it's just kind of messy and messy in our minds and how we feel. But also for within feng shui, it affects Um, energy for sure. So you want to have always like a fresh coat of paint when you can. You want to have a color that is makes you happy. Anything that makes you feel good, you don't want to have anything blocking it. So you want to feel good when you're walking up and that is going to bring positive energy in. So that is definitely the first step. Uh, beyond that, you want your entrance. The first things you see are really important and they're important for people when they come over um, because they're bringing that energy in as well. But you want to have just furniture placed in a way so the energy pitcher like water is like flowing around easily. I and there's two things. So there, you also want to have things functional. So it's, it's making that work where it's like, you don't want to walk into the back of a sofa, but if that's the most comfortable place to watch TV and it's going to be a pain in the butt to be looking at it in a different way. So you've got, each situation is very different, but you really want energy to be able to flow clutter is a big thing. You just don't want to have that around. And not that you only want things that spark joy. I'm not into that because it depends on what makes you happy and makes you comfortable. And I do feel like everything in your home should be something that makes you feel good. If you feel obligated to have something, get rid of it. Those kind of things you want to, you want to feel good. It's like a sanctuary in a way. I mean, it's a bit of a cliche thing to say, but it is supposed to be your comfortable place that is only about you and your family. So energy flow. um, You don't want to have anything blocking. You want to have things in your home that make you feel good. Um, Even like paint colors, things like that. You want to have things that again it's it's all about a feeling it all comes down to a feeling and it's all very individual because you know you' some people's homes feel good and some don't and some are yours and some you know it's you go in a space and that's something that helps people because I, I really try to help people do a lot of stuff on their own too because it's so individual looking at pictures when you're in spaces what feels good what like look around if you're in a home that makes you feel really good when you're there, why? like really look at it. Like, is it this color make you feel good? White walls. For me, I'm very comfortable with white walls. That is the designer in me. I think, I think you guys, I see some white walls. We all (laughs) like white. (laughs) That's just, that's just a a consistent thing. Also just, I'm big on just painting a piece of furniture or one wall or anything because paint is something that it's not a big commitment and it is you can bring color into places and you don't have to stick with it forever it's inexpensive so having just things and not thinking about and this is a hard one for a lot of people but thinking about what other people are going to think when they come over and see stuff in your home because that is it's always like we do these things for guests coming over you know get things and it's like okay what's this person going to think about that so really things that speak to you in your home are really important Um, Having an aha moment as you're
2: talking. Back, before, I don't know. Let's say at pre 2000s, people really stayed in their homes for a long time. Before the internet revolution, people didn't move everywhere all the time. We didn't have this rent culture. But as the price of homes have skyrocketed, so many people, especially our generation, are the majority are renting and moving in and out of spaces very quickly. And so, you know, one apartment might be turning over every year, every couple of years, and that's a lot of different energy. And maybe it's not as grounding having this come and go all the time to where before, if people bought a house, you know, cultivating this amazing space that you feel safe and comfortable is going to take a lot of time. It requires you to spend time in there. And if you're moving every year, it could be hard to make the changes that you need to and figure out, okay, well, this piece of furniture isn't working here. I don't like this paint color. And maybe that is a big part of the problem in our society is not feeling safe and grounded in our homes because we're moving all the time. And if you don't have that foundation How are you going to get a night's sleep? And then that's uh, affecting everything else.
4: Oh, I mean, absolutely. That makes sense. And it's also with that happening a lot, it's like you almost feel like you're there. It's temporary and you know you're going to go and you're not making a place your own. That you're not making a home your own and your, I mean putting, yeah, feeling like you're comfortable in your own home because you don't even feel like it is because you know that you're going to leave. I think that that can definitely be affecting things, but yeah, that makes sense for sure. So in that situation, it, depending whether you're able to paint walls, there's temporary wallpaper, not the most, there's more environmentally friendly ones. Some of them are, some of them aren't, but even doing a temporary wallpaper that you could take down something because the most important thing, I think more than anything is making a home feel comfortable for you and being happy in your home because that affects that sort of like trumps every single thing. Like that is the most important thing, because if you're happy in your home, that is good energy, that is better for everything else in your life. So it's it's your happiness. So what's going to do that? And then and you're looking at environmental impact after that. There's a lot of things that are really important, but what is going to actually really make you happy? So like paint a piece of furniture, those kind of things you could do because that can move with you. Other, yeah, but it does make sense though with people for sure moving. So much, like you gotta find a way to make
3: that yours, and and just look at it in that way. Yeah, that's a great point. I know on your TikTok page you have talked about feng shui, and even going back to like that bed placement story to get good night's sleep. And when you're advising your clients, you know one of the things that you said was make sure your bed's not on top of those displacement lines, and if they are, add copper or other elements. What are some other tips you have about bed placement? Because I saw some really fascinating tips on your page, and I'd love if you could go over some of those. Okay. I'll say the one thing about the copper. I don't do that anymore. As far as
4: dowsing, there's a way to clear the lines, which is again, in the woo woo. same way you find them, you can clear them. So there's a whole other thing on that. Um, But as far as the feng shui elements, and so I definitely connect in with the elements of feng shui that are energy-based and that feel like, again, getting back to the practical aspect makes sense. So the most important thing in a bedroom, as far as feng shui goes, is where the bed is placed and in the command position is ideal. So that is up against a wall, not on an angle, not anything like that, where you can see the door, but you're not in front of it. So that makes sense, right? Because the murderers, <laughs> you see, are like the people coming in. You're like, I can see someone coming into my bedroom, right? Like if you're, and I, you know, we get a little paranoid. So you're able to see anyone coming in and out of your bedroom. Um, you don't want to have your bed right In front of a door. So that goes back to where they used to move bodies out. So it's called the coffin position, take your legs first. So if you are if you get into all that, so you would move the bed, not ideally in that position. So you would have it where you can see the door, you're not in front of it, you're ideally not under a window because a window, there's just a lot of energy. So a lot of energy flowing around, right? So none of it is bad energy that I talk about or that in Feng Shui that, well, there's, there's there's different elements there, but as far as energy going in a bedroom in the Feng Shui aspect of it, it's just you don't want too much of it while you're sleeping. You just don't want a lot happening. Energy is great, but when you're sleeping, you want to be able to be calm and relaxed and not a lot going on in your head. So that's where a lot of that comes from, which for sure makes sense. I mean, with anything, command position two, same thing. If you're um, at a desk, you know, you go in a restaurant. Quite often, we want to have our back up against a wall. It's comfort. It's logical. It makes you feel good, and you can see anything coming at you so that's important um not having clutter in every room all the time especially in a bedroom you want the bedroom also just to be the most relaxed space you want to have calming colors on the wall now this is a best case scenario (laughs) so it is it is a hard thing to do even to have your bed be able to be in that position there's solutions for everything but this is ideal Um, you don't want to have things underneath your bed again energy flow you don't want to have things up on the wall behind your uh, bed that is like on a shelf or something you don't want any of that uh, you don't want, if you have an ensuite, you don't want to be up against a bathroom wall or anything like that. So there's solutions if you do have any of these issues, but those things are important. Symmetry and feng shui that uh i'm into but doesn't i mean though that again that is just the full part of feng shui that i don't i don't go too deep into but definitely the energy aspect of it but again it's always you just do your best and and if if you're comfortable because i have a lot of people say well i'm comfortable under a window well ideally have have it closed at night like with a curtain if you're doing that but if you like to sleep with the window open behind your head and that works for you that works for you it's for you to get the best night's sleep so everyone is different my daughters she's 10. And she came to me, uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago. And she said, I know you're, you and all of your energy stuff, but I want to move my bed. (laughs) She's coming around. (laughs) I know. Oh, she's all, she douses. She's, she's into all of this, but she's like, I want to move my bed. And I'm like, okay. And she's in the perfect position (laughs) in her room. But, and she's also, that's something I'd mentioned before, as far as sleeping. Um, I I think I mentioned it earlier. Uh, You don't, if there's um, a TV or electronics in a room below, ideally you don't want to be sleeping on top of that that's another thing that can affect sleep so i moved the room below around for her bed to be in the command position and i'm like "What?" Well, so we haven't so mm-hmm. then i said i said well that's fine Because it's wherever you're comfortable, but, you know, we still, we haven't actually moved it (laughs) or kind (laughs) of, but it's those kind of things. It's like, okay, there's a different situation. And if, if you can sleep and there's a different reason for function that works. Could you define the command
2: position in regards to both the bed and an office and any other areas
4: of the house that it affects? Uh, Yeah. So that is just with. Up against a wall. You up against a wall and seeing the door. Basically, that's it. So in an office, it would be that you're back, not the desk. Like the desk is in front of you. Uh, you just. And a command position is basically, it's sort of like how it sounds, right? Like you want to be in charge of the situation that's happening there is how I look at it. Um, so, and you just want to be able to see anything. So even um, sitting in a living room or sitting watching TV, having a back up against the wall. And that all just, to me, makes sense as well, because it, I'm more uncomfortable if things could be happening behind me. So yeah, command position in the bedroom, up against a wall, you can see the door, uh, ide- ideally not under a window
3: or any anything really open. Yeah, not facing the door because that's where they would grab your ankles and just pull you. Right yeah, that's where really, right? if you died. And that's all coming at you. It's all, and that's what like, it is. Yeah, the door is open. Yeah, so, yeah. So I mean, sorry. So let's say okay, you have the four
2: sides. Okay, let's say on side one is your door. Side the other side is a window, and then the opposite side is like the closet or the bathroom. The only wall that would be left without a door or a window, the your headboard should go there or the top of your Yeah. Bed. So
4: yeah, yeah. Your headboard would be, yeah, up against, up against. So your headboard is up against a wall that it, well, there's no window on top of your bed. And then I'm, so I'm on my headboard here and straight in front, I'm doing this as a visual, but straight, so straight in front of you where your feet are going, you would have ideally a door the main door would be to the right or the left of the bed.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And then, right.
4: yeah, so you don't want to just, you want to be able to see it. You just don't want to be directly in front of it. And you want to have your headboard up against a solid wall it is very important. And it's great to have a solid headboard as well. Just more
3: weight behind you. Again, more strength, more safety. It's all comes into that. Okay. That's great advice. And of course, we'll send anyone to your TikToks for those visual references because you give a lot of great visual examples there. I would love to talk about bringing the outdoors in. That's also something that you've talked about on your page. Can you talk about the importance of having plants in our homes? Uh, So that is also all a part of biophilic design, which is something
4: that is a bit of an extension of holistic interior design, but people just fully do that. And they do it a lot in um, commercial buildings, in offices, because it can really help with people as far as work and being more productive so bringing the outdoors in i am i'm someone and i feel like a lot of people You just feel so much better when you're outside, right? Like just the fresh air, the greenery nature. And even now it just seems to be so much more, especially when everyone was stuck inside for so long. And we've all kind of gone through this together. Anything green, anything alive, that kind of stuff is important. So it, for fresh air, for like, it definitely improves the air. So big on like quality of air is really, really important in your home. So plants improve air quality. The more the merrier I have. I used to be terrible at plants, like terrible and now I think I've just taken the pressure off and I just have so many of them but I just read the tags (laughs) because people are like how do you keep them alive I don't know I read the tags and I follow it but I just like don't water too much don't do i feel them like i just kind of go with what i'm what i'm feeling but like keeping plants alive seems it seems to be a big thing and it was for me but there's some that are really easy to take care of like i love my aloe vera plant i love that for for everything but i mean you can use it for anything as far as like cuts whatever um and it's and improves air quality plants also absorb emf so that's another thing anything that's predominantly made up of water absorbs emf so it's taking some of it away from us because we're predominantly made up of water that's why we're getting all all the frequencies are coming and and filling themselves on us so anything predominantly made up of water is going to absorb it so that can help i looked into that further and really to tell people you should have a bunch of plants near your electronics Uh, i don't know i mean you do with that as you will but sometimes plants can die you think of people having desk plants and things and sometimes they can because they are absorbing it the amount that they're absorbing is that going to really benefit you one plant not necessarily but it might kill the plant <laughs> so that's something to keep in mind but it is kind of crazy when you look at it in that way but having plants inside is probably the biggest thing um bringing natural elements inside like wood stone things like that anything um that feels like the outside Anything um, natural flooring, and that's also part of holistic interior design as far as um, environmental impact and air quality, natural fibers. Um, With biophilic design, an interesting thing that they do that is a part of that, and they do it a lot in offices, is you bring the outdoors in, but you also, as far as mimicking nature and being outside – you create an element of risk. So like a glass floor or things like that, Um, a little stream, maybe in the middle of an office building where they have some pebbles that you would walk across. So there's different ways to bring that in, but it's kind of interesting to do that in in those environments and more commercial and work environments to improve creativity, which is also great to do at home. But yeah, anything just natural, having it in for sure, air quality is such an important thing. And that can really make a big difference there. I have a question that's not
2: directly tied to the design of the home, but you talk about making a healthy home. Are you really
4: diligent about your cleaning products as well? So I would like to be better, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I, I'm getting better. So a big thing that I use for cleaning is vinegar and water and lemon. So that's great. Baking soda, those are things that you can use that really can clean anything. I don't yet have as far as a laundry detergent, using like soap nuts, using things like that, that's great. It is, what I tell people is if you do something, you make one change, right? That's, you're better off than you were yesterday. And I feel like with a lot of this stuff, it's overwhelming for people to make all of these changes. You can't do it. And I don't think that, I I think that's just a lot of pressure. So it's like, Making changes that you also want to be happy, you want to enjoy your life, you don't want to be spending all of your time making all of these. Things, and I do that. I make like skincare products and things like when I have time, but, and I buy natural stuff and I do the best that I can because the air quality matters. Like if you're painting ideally low VOC, that matters because that's in your air. There's low VOC now, uh, but there's still a lot of like no VOCs as well. You don't want to have any of that volatile organic compound in your house if you don't have to spray paints, not great stuff like that. So avoiding anything that's good, even like fabrics, things that come into your home, carpet, If they're not natural, they can off gas and give, put things into the air that isn't ideal. Again, if you're doing anything that has anything like that, open windows as often as possible. Just do the best you can, really. I mean, it's, you don't want, you want to be happy. You want to enjoy your life but and and make little changes where you can.
2: Yeah. So ultimately you should do the change because you want to do the change, not because you feel like you have to, or you feel like it's a trend, or you feel like the people coming over to your house are going to judge you tying back to what you said at the very beginning a very individual approach to someone making a home that they want not because they think it's what they should be doing
4: exactly there you go that's that's i mean that's what it is i mean it's all about us as individuals being kind to the environment kind to other people kind in all of these ways kind to yourself most importantly because that it like you have to just being in your home, everything that you're doing, it really all comes down to like you want to feel happy. I mean, we all want to feel happy. We all want to. I mean, health makes us happy. All of these things, but I just feel like people put so much pressure on themselves to to do all of these things. To um, I know there's a lot of it, like crunchy moms or then recovered crunchy moms. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like okay, let's all do like just do the best that we can and make
3: little change because and then that can make you feel happy. Just don't put pressure on your Yourself. Well, with that, I think this is a great kind of wrapping up question or one of our final questions. How can we better listen to ourselves and listen to our intuition to make those interior design decisions that are best going to serve us? What advice do you have for that? Well, I think so. One thing, as far as like a
4: meditation, I have done a lot of guided ones in the past and that kind of stuff. But where I have kind of come to, and I think this can really help with what you're doing in a lot of ways, but just Silence and not doing anything, just taking time on your own and basically quiet meditation, but just like, just listening to yourself and seeing how you feel because, like, recalibrating yourself, like getting in a way where nothing else is in the way, not even like, cause the guided meditations can be great in different ways, but just being alone with yourself and doing that and getting into the habit of sort of doing that in the mornings. If you can, again, no pressure on that kind of thing. I'm on and off with it, but that kind of way to just seeing how you feel and what's important going when your place is to really think about when you're somewhere that you're enjoying or you're happy or feels good, really take into account like what, wood is around here. Um, Another thing is, and I think I've mentioned this, but didn't go too deep into it was things in your home are really, really important to how you feel. And so really keep things around you that like give you a positive memory or if someone gives you something and you feel like, oh, I have to put this out or this was my grandmother's or this person, like it it is affecting you in a negative way if you're feeling obligated to something. So really like thinking of yourself in these ways. So those like just surrounding yourself with things that, that you love, not also another thing just the flip side if you're going to someone's house like bringing things be mindful of what you're bringing as a gift when you're dropping it off or things like that uh, because people you don't want someone else to feel obligated in a way so that's something that but like bringing something and thinking about the person that's there so that's like the flip side of it but just anything that you're bringing into anyone's house is something that they're probably going to have to keep there if it's not something they're going to be eating or doing right so what happens in someone's house is really important and really personal um so yeah i I don't know if I've fully answered that for you, but just really be kind to yourself and really look at the things. And also in a place that you sit often, look around and see what's there and what, because you're not even consciously like taking in everything, but thinking like, because you are having feelings
3: about your surroundings and places that you sit often, whether you realize it or not. No, you're so right. No, I think that's great advice. Yeah. Uh, Like I think of maybe some of my favorite boutique hotels like that I really loved that environment. Like what is their art on their walls? What furniture do they have? Or what are they doing in their living room or their common spaces that make it feel warm and inviting? Or yeah, just seeing what in your home makes you feel good and how can you replicate that more? I think that's great. Yeah, exactly. And now it is time to wrap up with our signature question. Every time we have a guest
2: on
4: the podcast, we ask them to you what makes a good friend? I think there's different kinds. I think people that will listen to you for sure. I think that, and that is, that can be a good friend, someone that's willing to listen. And, but I think someone that is there for you, no matter what, someone that you can completely be yourself with, someone that is cares and is kind to your family as well. I think that, that that is something that matters. But definitely someone that will listen is really important, but that doesn't they're just different levels. So someone that listens, I think that's the most important thing and that you can be yourself.
3: I love that. Yay. Well, please plug it to our listeners where they can find you. Give us your website, your socials. And then if you want to share any other resources, like I know you mentioned a book earlier, are there any other books or resources that you love for someone who could dive more into this topic?
4: Um so I am- um, And uh, so I have everything on there. I've just actually put on there a, it's on there and it's on my link tree. It's a free checklist for a healthy home. And it's, you don't have to give your email or anything. You just click it and you can get that. So that is just something to get people started for looking at, for creating their own healthy home. It's a breakdown, has pages for notes and things like that. So that's something that I've just done. I'm going to be creating some courses. I'm working on that. You can go to Healthy Home by Design. That is me on TikTok. I do a lot on there. Everything else. Is just my name on Instagram, Facebook. All those links are also on my website. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a lot of what's where you can find me. And um, as far as a book, uh, I mentioned Heal Your Home, and there's a part one and two. As far as house healing, if anyone's interested, that is amazing. And I use that through the course that I was in. Tim Walter, he is on uh, YouTube. He has a channel there. He does a lot. That is who I trained with. And He has so much information as far as dowsing, house healing, does a lot of quantum physics if you're interested in that, but a lot of energy-based work. He interviews a lot of really interesting people, so
3: he's someone else I would check out. Perfect. And do you take clients one-on-one if anyone wanted to work with you? Yes.
4: Yeah, I do a lot of uh, one-on-one. I also just on my website offer packages. A lot of that is used by realtors. So I have a real estate package. I do a whole house separate thing, a lot for bedroom and just I will um, work on that specific room, but I do take also uh, one-on-one clients.
3: Wow. Okay, cool. I might have to call you because I know (laughs) there's some traumatic things. My house is 100 years old and I know some things have happened here. And I'm like, when you were talking earlier, I'm like, Terry might be getting an email (laughs) because I'm concerned now. Oh, yeah. We'll be in touch. I'll be getting that checklist for sure. (laughs) It's just great. I know it gave me a lot
2: of things to think about and reconsider. And I'm sure our listeners are already have their wheels turning about their own spaces of small changes that they can make. So we really appreciate you coming on today and giving your time and your knowledge. And we look forward to staying in touch on socials and seeing what else that you bring into the holistic home design space. Perfect. Well, thank
4: you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. Nice getting to know both of you. And um, yeah,
3: just thanks for having me.
4: Of course.
3: Yay. Okay. That was another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We want to tell you guys, what is our favorite thing in this world? Getting Apple and Spotify reviews. So to thank you guys, when we hit 500 reviews on Apple and Spotify, we're going to give you one of your favorite things. And we're going to tell you what it is. It's a $50 gift card to
2: wherever you want. Please, come on. We're desperate. We're literally dreaming up these reviews in our sleep. Got to help us get there. If we want to keep creating great Arty Friends podcast shows for you guys, we need those reviews. So don't make us beg, all right? <laughs>
3: So leave a rating, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to us. And yeah, when we hit 500, we'll pick two of you guys to get a $50 gift card to whoever you choose. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you
2: in the review section of our show. Love y'all. Love ya. Bye.
0: Swimsuit. Check. Sunscreen. Check. Phone charger. Check.